0: i'm richard porter i'm johnny smith and this is smith and sniff a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and further intel on sharday do you know what i i went from
1: being in absolute bliss relaxed bliss to a reasonable amount of alarm very quickly day before yesterday. Hmm. Uh, I, I was in London for the first time in a very long time. I had to go to a meeting. Ah. And I thought, I'll walk. Uh, it was like a two-mile walk, and it was quite a nice day, and it just felt really good. London was pleasurably quiet, lots of electric cars and not 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 very many people. But all of this sort of early summer slight euphoria was slightly it shook it shook me a bit i saw a triumph stag coming the other way and the and the top was down and the person was Mm. wearing sunglasses but i could tell they were driving really quickly Mm. um like round tight corners and i thought i know what's happening they can't afford to slow down because it's going to overheat and so <laughs> so it's possi- it's possibly one of the most sort of stressful but we're trying to look cool cuz we're in a classic and it's british and we're in london but at the same time i think there was a, there was a, there was an amount of alarm going on <laughs> under the surface of like if we get caught in any traffic the f- the, fa- the, the, the 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 rad can't call the engine properly that the the fan doesn't
0: really work effectively. Yeah, <laughs> We're got, there's a, a Kenlow in a box in his garage. <laughs> yes, there <that's>, is. But uh, <laughs> he's cursing now. He's mentally picturing it. I'm assuming it's a man. I always assume it's a man for some reason when there's a classic car mishap. I just think... It, it, was, it was a man,
1: and he was on his own, but he
0: looked like... I think he had some flowers
1: on the passenger seat, so he almost looked like he was in a music video.
0: Really? Wow, an 80s music video. Yeah, it could be Do you know, that's funny Because last, a weekend before last I saw somebody in a stag with the top down And they were going quite briskly Around a a, a turning right at a, a big junction And then gave it some beans And it sounded bloody great They do sound great they do, oh, and, and they do you know sound what? Better than Rover V8s, don't they? The Stag V8s. They, right they do sound really good.
1: I mean, if he'd, if he, if this car was completely standard spec, then yes, it probably was going to fail. But most people that have bought Slags, as I call them, <laughs> drive Slags, um, they've they've done all the necessary mods in order to make it a usable car in today's society, um, and then it's actually yes. it's actually quite good. Um, I do, yeah, I do I, 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 it did make me, I sort of was grinning and then a, a lot of worry came <laughs> over me all of a sudden because I was thinking or the throttle was stuck a little bit uh. and, and actually I did a shoot last week where the guy I was driving one of the guy's cars, Classics and he mm. was following me in one of his other Classics and he kept mm. coming he kept going a very long way back from me and then coming up very quickly behind me and it, right. I found it disconcerting. And then we got to the other end of about 20-minute journey. He went, God, that was stressful. He said the, the throttle kept sticking on. And uh, <laughs> the brakes couldn't really hold it back. It had too much torque. And I'm like, he's going to smash into the back of one of his own cars
0: <laughs> with me driving it. It's going to be bloody hell. Don't do that. Also, from your point of view, your first reaction in the event that, that happened is like, oh, my God, he's lost his mind. And decide, yep. decided to take us both out. Or <laughs> well, he's lost his temper with you for some reason and decided to sort of cut off his own nose to spite his face by smashing up service classic cars. But have you ever been in a car with the throttle stuck open? Yes,
1: I've, it's I, exciting, I, yes. isn't
0: it? In the wrong sort of way.
1: It depends on the level of torque that the vehicle has. But I, um, I've had I've had cruise control that won't disengage Ooh. as well, which was Ooh. which was like a very shit. Remake of the film Speed, I suppose. Um, And there is no
0: car in the world—not a Bugatti Chiron, not a Koenigsegg—nothing in the world feels faster. than a car at the precise moment that you can't locate the cruise control disengaged (laughs) it just feels like it's never going to end doesn't it you know like um, obviously you could dab the brakes but it's funny how that you know we were talking about this the other day we We were messaging each other about dabbing the brakes unnecessarily should be an actual criminal offense
1: well like dabbing the brakes when all you're doing is checking your mirrors for the awareness (laughs) of other vehicles it's not a thing (laughs) <laughs> unless
0: you're, unless you, unless you see it so much, don't you on motorways, just, it's just it's clear open dabbing. motorway, then you'll just see a, a, some brake lights just just flash. Why are you dabbing, you twat?
1: But the problem is when it's aggressive, it, the, the car's hobby horsing a little bit as well,
0: <laughs> isn't it? Poor poising.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It is exactly that. Yeah, it's da- it's dipping the nose and lifting the tail, depending on how softly sprung the car is. Uh, but all it does is leads to fury and motion sickness. Those are the only things it leads to. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not down with that at all.
0: Well a, a uh, good a good stag spot in in town. There was before the weather went completely khaki again, there was that period of niceness, when was that, last week or whatever, when there was just a day I just don't remember. It was a day, particularly maybe it was a weekend. Yes. Because I saw loads of classics and interesting cars ate in a bite. And I was yes. like, Oh, it's that day. Yeah. It's sort of like flying ant day. There's a, a specific <laughs> day every year. And it moves and it changes because as you've pointed out, some <clears that throat> flying ant days based on you know temperature and humidity and stuff. Well, so is you just you know, you couldn't sometimes it'll be in April, sometimes not till May. Sometimes you might go early in March. March it's like, Yeah. It's, it's true. like Easter. It moves around, but it's always there. And I think it was about two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And um and particularly people who've got um Cars with convertible roofs. Or cars uh, that were
1: a bit leaky. Yeah, well, exactly. We've all yeah, had them. We've all had yeah. them. And, you, and it's the Aww. day to celebrate it. Go, it's just not going to leak today. It can do anything, and I'll forgive it. But it's definitely not going to leak, because it's not raining, and it's fine. It's also, uh, if you pick the weather quite nicely to get your car out of hibernation, um, it's almost okay if you break down. If If it's just a really soft spring day... And you haven't got a full diary. You've set aside a day for a bit of tinkering. Do you set know what I mean? aside
0: a day for a breakdown. Yeah, do
1: you know what I mean? I've just a sort of a slightly romantic breakdown. Oh bollocks! It's uh, yeah, the rotor arms just chewed itself to death. Oh. You have to walk <laughs> over three miles. I mean, as long as like nobody, I don't know, sets fire to your car whilst it's parked at the side of the road. I normally find a good place to coast. I'm really good at coasting. Are you? You know, like the, yeah, engine death coasting. I've done it so many times. <laughs> I've done it so many times. Yeah. You make that very quick decision. Uh, I wish it translated to me being a good race driver, but it doesn't. But that quick decision of, like, the car's definitely died, and it might not start again today. Yeah. Where's yeah. it going to go? Where are we going to put yeah. this?
0: Oh God, it's, that is split-second stuff, oh, it's, isn't it? I know. it's, yeah.
1: yeah. I, you know, if I wasn't colorblind, I could have made a good RAF pilot.
0: <laughs> well, particularly if they needed someone to sort of deliberately ditch planes into the sea or something. It's just you Well actually a test pilot. That's where you'd have been. Because mm-hmm. because quite often they those it prototype quite work. planes went wrong, didn't they? I've yeah. I've read a couple of books about that sort of thing and good God they were brave. Well when you think about that. I've said this to the kids, you know, I've, I've seen those, I
1: saw a very spindly, I know we've talked about it before, we've, I saw another spindly helicopter the other day, ones that I I I, I, I always look at them and raise, raise one eyebrow and go, wouldn't fucking trust that, no way. No. And it's probably got an Alpha Sun engine in it, bollocks to that. Um, you know, and I said to the kids, I said, the thing is, because is, it was just a pleasure craft thing, I said to my son, you look at that, I said if that that's got an engine in it with pistons and everything just like a car. But if we break down in a car we just grind to a halt, right? And we just get out. What happens up there? And he just looks at me and he goes death? And I went, "Well, possibly." <laughs> yeah, possibly. And and of course now h- helicopter pilots who who are listening to this will go, "Oh, you can counter-rotate
0: rot- uh, and Yeah, you do that gyro thing, don't you? You just yeah. sort of
1: but does it really does it really work? I mean, to me, that's like the one-inch punch. What one out of a thousand <laughs>
0: times it will really be effective. With it? Bloody hell! Did you see that thing last week? There was a, a two planes collided in mid-air in uh, Denver, I think. Really? Uh, one was a light aircraft, and one was a slightly bigger, but still small, passenger propeller plane. Um, one of those what are they called swear engines. I don't know how you pronounce it, but I swear it's got swear in the name swear okay. engine metro something like that plain plain people will know that's um, that's a,
1: that's a job build session that's a job build session
0: yeah <laughs> swear engine Metro <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh, slightly later
1: uh, than planned um, uh, but uh, please uh, welcome
0: <laughs> swear engine Metro Certainly one of my top seven favorite bands to come out of Leeds, swear engine Metro um the yeah the propeller plane a little Cessna or whatever it was uh have you seen I, I only found out about this quite recently some light aircraft now they have parachutes built in yes so if it all goes tits you just pull a massive parachute and the thing just drifts down to to the ground and that's yeah. what they did and it worked and the two people got out alive and the um the swear engine so it got kind of like uh imagine like a long tubular egg it, it was it had the top taken off it like an egg Okay. At least part of it, and it still managed to land safely. It was extraordinary. But what? yeah, the, so planes now, light aircraft have parachutes in them, but I don't think helicopters do because no. that would be logistically difficult to engineer.
1: My 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 friend Nick, um, my good mate Nick, he. Um he retrofitted a parachute to his light aircraft. Oh, really? Yeah, because he just he just. I think um, it might have even been a conversation about his life insurance. It might have brought his life insurance down. I don't know. <laughs> my God! But it was it was one of those things because he he lives in North Wales and because of all the mountains, he says you get terrific turbulence and stuff if you're not careful. And oh, that
0: Nick! Ah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know my my good mate Nick. Yeah, you know yeah. Nick. You know Nick. Well, yeah, so so Nick Nick had a, a little aircraft for a, for a few years because he worked out it was cheaper to go to meetings often across the other side of the country in that mm. than it was to drive a Volvo XC90. So mm. he would take this thing, but of course he had to watch the, 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 the weather and stuff. And he said, yeah, I've just invested in one of these huge um, parachutes. It's absolutely massive, as you can imagine, because it has to yeah. drop very slowly. Uh but yeah, it's it, it it's pyrotechnically charged. Um so it just it, bl- it blows a hole in the top
0: of mm. the
1: plane. So it's it's all over. You write the plane off. It's proper last chance salute oh, yeah. type of thing. But you know But that's okay.
0: The plane is gonna get written off if it, for example, plunges at high speed into the ground. So I think it's a fair trade off to go, I'll oh, give it my last shot to I'm with you. get out of this with my <clears> with with that second hand circus marquee that I've had plumbed in pyrotechnically to the back of the plane and um down it goes. What was impressive, I saw a video of these things, I looked this up and and I for some reason I naively assumed that when the parachute deployed the plane then sort of headed like head first into the ground, but I suppose on reflection that's quite <laughs> dangerous. It it in fact sort of drifts down sail down. Completely upright. I mean I imagine there's a moment when you pulled the parachute and it's worked and you're now drifting down to the ground where you're sort of thinking holy fuck this has actually worked yeah yeah but then with with a little sort of underlayer of but what when we hit the ground how fast are we going is this gonna what if we or because i presume you have little control i don't know or is it a bit like if
1: you're if you've if you've there's 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 been accounts of people having to eject from a plane and they've landed in the sea safely and then been Mm. eaten by a shark
0: yeah, or which run must over be by must, a must piss you right
1: something. off. Yeah, or yeah. by by some like coked up twat on a jet ski, and they just hit you. And they go, oh, "Sorry, mate." And you go, "You've just killed that person who survived a massive air crash because you're off your face on a jet ski." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's never happen happened. Just, no, it doesn't. It's probably never happened. Oh, I know what I was going to say to you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember a while ago? I've, uh, there was a personal plate on a Mondeo, a mint st two hundred Mondeo that said Des. Oh yes, and I said the driver yes. looked like a bit of a Des, and I couldn't quite yeah. put my finger on who what that was. Well, yeah. I found another Des. Um, I got I, I got quite aggressively undertaken oh. um a few weeks ago by a Golf GTI Mark Six, I think it was. Uh. And the number plate just read GTI Four Des,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and what I'm, and 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 it and it <sighs> led me to think. To a, it, it, there was quite a young guy driving it, so low in the seat, mm. gangster recline. Yeah, and I thought he doesn't look like a Des, but maybe he is a Des. Um, but also, was the car like a was the was the car a present? And that was the the message on the plate of like, I don't know, happy. 25th birthday des we've got you a gti we know you always wanted one gti for des
0: what do you think yeah i mean i suppose what do you think about the des thing do you know for me who looks like absolutely a des typifies the way that a des looks (laughs) even though he's not called
1: des (laughs) i don't know bert
0: out of bert and ernie off sesame street (laughs) Muppets.
1: Oh, he's the he's the one that never
0: smiles. With the yeah, he's the serious one. He's the, the straight the trapdoor mouth, dollar. hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah, the, he's yellow, got the yellow trapdoor mouth, yellow, and he's got a, a long thin head. Ernie is the one with the the, the wide low head, if you like. <laughs> and um, but Bert, Bert to me is what a Des looks like. I know that sort of doesn't make sense, but it, it makes sense to me. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've just. Jesus.
1: Oh, I've just inhaled water up my nose. Oh, I was just hydraulicking that when you, when you mentioned <laughs> if me. you hydrolocked your own head. I have hydrolocked it, absolutely. Oh, gosh, proper sluiced it. Sorry, like that. He's, I, so I he's, I a, he's a Des.
0: Uh, des related <laughs> he's injury. A
1: des. <laughs> he's a Des. a Bert, 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 Bert from Sesame go Street. Go look
0: at a picture of Bert from Sesame Street.
1: Is he a bit of a twat?
0: Yeah, he is a bit. Is, well, I mean. On the one hand... He's one of these people that likes to...
1: um, He likes to be negative about everything, but underneath it all, he's a good guy. Yeah.
0: He's one of them, isn't he? In in his defence, he's just trying to hold it together and get shit done, whilst Ernie is, let's be honest, sometimes being a bit of a knob, so... (laughs) (laughs) So Who's more of a tosser then, uh, Bert
1: or Ernie?
0: Uh, I don't know, but then, you know, I sometimes think maybe Bert's a little bit of a killjoy. I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> He's a massive killjoy. He's a huge killjoy. Ernie's the guy. Ernie's like, ah, oh, I've I've just finished work um an hour early without realising it. Let's just, I'll take you to Nando's and we'll have a couple of pints. He's like, no, I'm cleaning my kitchen.
0: <laughs> is, yeah. he, is he one of them? Well, they live together, don't they? So he would probably he'd be go, no, no, no. If we've got a we've got an hour, we didn't know who we were gonna have. We we are. Yeah, we're gonna really tackle getting that oven clean yeah wet wipe the cutlery drawer oh. yes oh <laughs> why has it always got we've bits all we've it? all needed to do it's it weird, it's always it's got bits weird sort it. of bits that only exist in um cutlery drawers but yet you put clean cutlery no how the how the bloody blazes does that work what is that stuff
1: i simply don't know i don't know i dread to think i dread to think i'm a little bit scared of it if i'm honest gti oh, for des uh, is still G- gti
0: for <laughs> gti <laughs> i think it was about absolute absolute oboe
1: it was yeah it was a bit of a, a bit of a flesh piccolo because it was it it was dsg and it and it did have um a louder exhaust on it because you know when dsgs are in sort of lazy shift mode and they kind of fart they sound a bit trombony. yeah <laughs> they upshift early, Very like early. those Audi RSs. Yeah, but um, but if you sort of gun it and it's in relaxed mode, it has to quickly work <gasps> out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, it's just like someone who's just picked up a trombone for the first <laughs> lesson.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what, at this end. Yeah, you try. Give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably. That's what
0: it is. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's because but fact, otherwise, if acrop- acropo-
1: Acropovich, whatever they call acro- acro- acrobatics, acro- acrobatics, yeah. acrobatics exhaust, it's called the um, the beginner trombone uh, yeah. exhaust <laughs> first some, trombone
0: lesson, first trombone lesson exhaust. You, yeah, you're right though that if you don't mat it in any way. They are just <laughs> those DSGs tend to be sort of calibrated by minicab drivers, don't they? If you, you just set off from the lights, and they're like da 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 da. Think, oh, we're in sixth and we're doing seven miles an hour. That's um-
1: something. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. It's like it's like it's auto shifting um, on a map that has been that's emulated what old fashioned taxi drivers used to how they used to drive old minicab drivers where well, they would they would shift first to they'd usually pull away in second. Or they'd shift first to second within half a second of the car actually pulling away from your drive, and then short shift second to third. So the car is labouring and shuddering, like the engine mounts are just being torn mm. to pieces. <clears throat> I also saw. I, saw <clears throat> I also saw another thing, and I did mention this to you. I did message you after I saw this. I was on a long a long trip on the motorway early early morning mm. and I got overtaken by a, um, it was a Hyundai Coupe or Hyundai for Amer- American listeners Hyundai Hyundai um, and there were five people in it and whilst that's not illegal um, I don't know why <laughs> in a Hyundai Coupe it, in, a, in a Hyundai Coupe I'm sure it was five people adults it was, so it was full it was adults
0: and it was full so it was a full car obviously oh, a fastback a hey and I it do you know, I, I, will, I will wager you, a Hyundai Coupe, I know what was going on there. What? Right, early morning, yeah? Mm-hmm. Overloaded, well, not overloaded, but a car full to capacity with adults. Were they all men? <laughs> they were, yeah. Casual building work.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was. And do you know, on the one hand, the one hand, I thought, "What's mm, what's going on there then? And on the other hand, I thought... Cars, aren't, cars are very rarely fully loaded and used to their capacity these days.
0: There's, I mean, do you know aren't what? They? There's nothing more sinister than a car with four or five adults in it. <laughs> it just looks like you' just things are afoot. You just said nothing more sinister. Well, I mean, like I'll, nothing. You know, I'll take representation on things that might be more sinister. But until then, no, nothing more sinister. I used to see. I think people with black eyes or white eyes in films that freaks the living shit out
1: of me. I can't stand it. Okay, I'm didn't, not. Didn't see there's that a lot coming. of horror films that a lot of horror films that don't bother me. But if someone blinks and say they've got completely black eyes oh. or completely white eyes, that really like, gives sends the heebie-jeebies at me, like a shark
0: yeah a little bit shark like yeah mm, okay yeah um no i <coughs> years ago, I used to have to commute up to Watford, I was working up there for a bit, cool and most morning on the bit of the a one that just leads out of north London, I used to yep. see four blokes in an e thirty three series four yep. door, yep. And I would always see them, and there were always four of them. And I just thought, I just went, this looks, this looks incredibly sinister, and yet for reasons I can't fully fathom, it just looks like they're on the way to turn over a post office or something. Yeah, that's I what it why. is. I'm think- sure they weren't. I think that was also casual building work or something like that. Because have you seen? Have you ever been? I don't know if this happens around your neck of the woods, but certainly around here, if you're ever out early, early in the morning, there are certain places, often the car parks of um, building supplies places, you just get those blokes hanging around who are casual building labourers and and they're sort of like kind of plaster dusty prostitutes because they hang around on the corners and if um a builder needs a bit of extra help i'll just do a little cash in hand get in the van mate yes but it yeah, might be they, get in so the, the car they, you got they, any mates yeah all right yeah or yeah all four of you come
1: on in the car we're off and then so is it all i mean it used to be a word of mouth in the pub but i suppose now it's whatsapp groups going i need yeah. I'm going I'm to need two extra plasterers, 5 a.m., be there tomorrow at Jewson's car park. Exactly, yeah. Done. But you know then what I mean? Like, you end up. 60
0: quid a day. Where's your van? Oh, I haven't got the van today. I've got the Hyundai Coupe. What, five of us in there? Yeah, be fine. Don't worry about it. We're only going 70 miles up the motorway. Yeah, that's what I would, I would bet. Early morning is the key here. Any other time of day, that's just a bank job happening. But, although. See, you don't want a two-door car for a bank job, do you? Because the people have to get yeah. in the back, they're going to get their legs tangled in the seatbelt well, as they get in, it's just going it's to be funny a you saga. Should...
1: I totally agree, because I watched The Driver the other day, oh, yeah. for the first time, the, the um, uh, what's his name, Ryan Gosling. Oh no, Drive. Drive, sorry. <clears throat> what did you think of it? I was a bit confused I felt like in some places there was way too much detail and then in other places where I wanted more detail it was very much glossed over yeah and um I was a bit annoyed at like this is why I've just said it that the getaway car was a Mustang yeah which and and, and there were three of them yeah. you're thinking you've got the whole faff of the seats yeah what are you thinking
0: yeah, and it doesn't return to the position you left, you left it in, and it's just annoying. And it's just it's
1: just, it's just a shit. It's just a shit idea. At least a, have a
0: hatchback, so someone could dive in through
1: the back if you took the parcel shelf out. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm just thinking ahead. If I was a sort of robber type, desperately wanted a two door, yeah. you're, a, you're a getaway <laughs> driver that simply won't adhere to four doors. So I'm not. No, five door out of the question. No, no way, no way. Which imagine if it was a, it was an amazing getaway driver, but insisted on an incredibly convoluted
0: car that doesn't
1: really allow
0: passengers to come and go yeah. freely yeah yeah so, okay you're the best wheelman in the business but you've turned up in a renault Avon team i mean <laughs> these doors are too big to open practically in narrow spaces what were you thinking it's That's although right. actually an Avon team you could put all the windows down couldn't you and then people could just dive in
1: yes you could dive in dive in you see for the same so, reason a
0: mercedes um well like 124 coupe or a 126 they they put all the windows down you got no B-pillar. No B-pillar. So you just dive So actually, in. that's not too shit an
1: idea. Mm. Um, but a Mustang, but yeah, you're right,
0: it's shit. I thought that film, I sort of enjoyed it because I watched it on a plane, I think. And So, you know, as we've discussed before in our video, the, the, the relatively thin oxygen kind of warps your critical faculties. But I also thought that film was sort of pretentious drivel and couldn't decide what it wanted to be, like... What? Because it was it was almost an art film. It's almost an art film, but then it's like the lead character is not a likable rogue. He's a fucking psychopath, and 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 yeah. the sort of the violence was kind of almost cartoonish. But then it was trying to be gritty, and again, it was like you'd make your mind up what you're doing here. And uh, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought it was ultimately, I think it was actually nonsense. I need to watch it again, I think. Mm.
1: Yeah, I've um, always thought, oh,
0: I'll watch that again and see if it's any better or worse. But I think, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's actually a very good film. It's sort of <laughs> just nonsense. I remember
1: you telling me, I think you watched it not long after it had come out, and you mentioned that the, the impl- implausible car chase with the Chrysler 300. Yeah where it sh- they just simply couldn't shake off the Chrysler 300 yeah. you like mm, uh, um really yeah um, i mean do you know what if you might not be able to necessarily outhandle it but neither cars are brilliant at that but you could outbrake it i would say yes. with my experience of Chrysler 300s oh god yeah just do it just do a late just do a last minute lane change you, it would be gone Yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> Um, or you know, if you were a getaway driver who was an accidental brake dabber i mean you'd just be sending out all the strangest
0: of messages but maybe driving the, really fast the chase, dabbing the chasing police officers would become so <clears throat> filled with rage at your piss poor driving that they would in fact give up um do you know what i'd do i'd have a
1: i'd have an auxiliary button that i'd add to my my, my getaway car which was like a steering wheel button. To, it would look like a fire button on a joystick, but it would just be um, an additional brake light button. So I could just drive away, drive along, and weave side to side, or and just keep pressing the brake brakes. So they think I'm going for a brake
0: dab when I'm just not, just to f- fox the people. Now, what do you think? I feel like I've read something about this, but the opposite, where getaway cars back in I don't know the sixties or seventies. Yeah, used to have a switch that disabled the brake lights. I presume so that if you were getting away at night, you could go full stealth and turn the headlights off and then just disable the brake lights so that they couldn't... You know, there were no markers for where you'd gone in the darkness.
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, there, is, there was certainly that in, um, in Ireland. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast and my mate bought what turned out to be an ex-Northern Irish plain police car oh and it had a switch on the steering column which he didn't understand yeah spoke to someone from the auction house that he got it from and they went oh yeah that's um that's the override brake light uh, and tail light, a uh, button he said it wow. kills the brake, brake and tail lights. So if, if uh, you've got to get away from a situation in the dark, it yeah. just blanks out the whole back of the car, so there's no reference lights to shoot at. Wow.
0: What yeah,
1: car
0: no, was that it? That was an Astra. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was so convinced <laughs> you were going to say SD1 or something.
1: No, unfortunately, ah. it was a Mark a Mark five astra oh, life oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously life is quite key to that yeah but life to... oh life
0: astra life Astralife.
1: oh that that song's bad yeah it's, you know that it's, don't you? It's a,
0: it's a pretty bad song isn't it um oh wait, actually that's what i was going to say uh drive the one thing about the movie that is good is the soundtrack The soundtrack is fantastic if you particularly if you enjoy the sort of um synth wave kind of genre of music I once drove around Los Angeles in an Aston Martin Rapide listening to that soundtrack at night and it felt like being in a movie.
1: Were you on your own?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So
1: you think was there's nothing a, more was sort of,
0: Well, it's not a humble brag, is it? I don't know what that was. <laughs> I just said just being a twat, basically. But um, No, that's cool. I'm,
1: I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. I've done it. You know, I've I've driven through one of those very long um, Swiss tunnels in a Ferrari six twelve Scalietti listening to Jan Hammer, Tom Crockett's theme, on my own, <laughs> on a loop, think thinking that I was somebody, whereas in fact, what all I was was somebody that got the book thrown at me because I got caught by two speed cameras. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of that.
0: Jan the Hammer. Absolute not learner to, trombone. Jan Hammer, not to be confused with Jan Hammer, who sounds like someone who'd be friends with your mum when you're growing up. Right, I need you to tidy up in here because Jan Jan's coming round. What? Jan? Jan yeah, Hammer. You yeah. Know. Kevin Hammer's mum. Yeah, Jan Jan Hamir. Jan, Jan, Jan Hammer. She's uh, There was a lad at my school whose surname was Hamer and for some reason um it, it, he was a lad in a year above and some of the kids in that year used to deliberately call him Hammer instead and it used to really enrage <laughs> him. I mean actually in retrospect it's quite it's a actually good. Not, yeah, it's like a wrestling name no, being, or
1: something. I was going to say or if he was a, if he played rugby and you were up against the Hammer. Oh,
0: shit, it's the Hammer. Yeah, that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, don't fuck with the Hammer. Yeah. Seriously. I'd be cool with that.
0: Um, bloody hell now um, (coughs) we have we've pulled a few threads and and it has released things (laughs) the wasp's nest has released some extra things into the kitchen of this podcast Um, one of them which I've got to tell you about because it's brilliant is you know the other week we were talking about vigilante car repairs yeah what have you a mutual friend of ours who i won't name um he he sent me a message that he's actually done so he used to work for a large car company yes and while he was there the marketing department were having a clear out and just throwing stuff into skips
1: absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing
0: homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And one of the things they were throwing away were six full sets of wheel trims which had been used what? for, you know, like confecting special editions and stuff Yep. so so our friend took them to what end i don't know but i think he's a bit of a magpie in this respect because he took six full sets of wheel trims and then he says one christmas eve i went out late at night after some beer and i put them on cars in my village that were missing them including a full set on the vicar's car which was oh, made that's... by the right Company for the trims. Did you say this was Christmas Eve? Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. It's magical, isn't it? And the vicar oh, as well, you know who's I... busy and probably a bit stressed around Christmas because he's got a lot yeah. on. And he comes yeah. down and, it's a Christmas miracle. Thank you, baby Jesus and Santa Claus. New wheel trims for my mid-range hatchback (laughs) Um, you nearly said the name of the manufacturer and i can't because it'll it'll make it too obvious but anyway yes uh our friend says he's never told anyone about this and it remains a mystery around these parts so um, i
1: love i'm gonna
0: i think i know what i'm going to
1: do this christmas
0: Get six full sets of wheel trims and go and distribute them around your
1: area. Well, unfortunately, most people go for alloys now. Even Mm. if they're completely gash designs, they still go for the loy. So it might be a little harder. But I could think of – there's sometimes rubbing strips missing. There's sometimes – I do find um, uh, crazed, dull headlights a thing. Oh, yes. And I've got a – I think I've got a cordless um, little polisher That might be loud. I'd have to check, Um, (laughs) but I could, I could, I could get rid of that car. What would you call it? Like glaucoma. I don't know what it is. Car cataracts. Cataracts. Yeah, gives car cataracts. Get rid of that with relative ease. Yeah, and just. But of course, if you get caught, it looks like you're trying to drill someone's car, and then that's. It's a high risk strategy.
0: The good thing about the the wheel trim benevolence is that it. it's it's pretty it's a quick ten second operation. Yeah. Yeah, you pop it on you. Pop. As
1: long as you've got the heel of your hand action right, pop yeah. pop pop done. Yeah. I mean, Onto
0: the next if you're one. doing a lot and your hands getting a bit hurt maybe it'd be <clears> worth, <throat> worth taking a sort of leather mallet with you or something. But then that looks a bit like you're up to crimes.
1: <laughs> Walking around with a leather hammer on Christmas Eve when you're fucking pissed.
0: <laughs> 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 very <laughs> very <laughs> what could Yeah.
1: Yeah, honestly, what I was doing uh, is I was putting brand new wheel trims that I bought myself onto other people's cars for them without them knowing. <laughs> I'd <laughs> say your, go, your biggest risk right. is actually
0: when you set off, you're walking along with with multiple wheel trims under your arm. And <laughs> if the police stop you, they're going to go, where have you nicked those from? And you're going, no, no, I haven't. I'm giving them yeah, away. of course. Of course you are, mate. They're not going to believe, are they? I bet they were still in the plastic bags, though, as well. So maybe that would be...
1: So then really- I've got an idea so I I'm going to be I'm going to do this at the end of November I'm going to walk around the village um, a couple of nights a week and I'm going to with I'm just going to make a little note on my phone of what cars are where and what they're missing mm. and then I can do an order uh of the necessary bits <laughs> and then every night you know it's like the 12 days of christmas my true love said to me one missing hubcap, one rub strip stripper, shit, one car cataracts, you know. Uh, <laughs> Five and a scarf mark on elf. an I three. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> da, da, da. There you go. I know we've said it before. You do get quite a reward from giving, don't you? There, there, there is a there is a warm feeling from yeah. giving. So I think that's what. Maybe we could do it together, Richard. With the warm, one of us dresses as an elf the other one doesn't Flip <laughs> a coin for that <laughs> uh, yeah okay uh, yeah right look, now guys here's where i'm at with this welcome to dragon's den uh what's the business here what's the business here what's the business case here well what i'm going to do is i'd like 60% of i'd like i'd like 10 grand for 12% of the business um, no one's going to give me any money, but I'm going to spend money on other people's cars and they're not going to know
0: I've done it. Okay, here's where I'm at. This doesn't look like a business to me. Uh, Johnny, this looks like a strange... Don't go it. This is absolute bollocks. I'm not, I'm not interested. Okay. Right, unless... <laughs> i a... Wait. Have you got uh, a, a headlamp washer cover for uh, Mrs. <laughs> uh, Maybach? Mine's fallen off. <laughs> No, right, I'm out In, in, Cass- in Cassius Blue yeah. Yes, <laughs>
1: absolutely yeah. Send it over, send it over Anyway, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out Right,
0: now, listen The uh, the the story of the wheel trim Christmas The Christmas fairy of wheel trims uh, Was just an amuse-bouche For the main item of business uh, Catching up on something we've previously talked about um, Which is that we have to once again Head over to our Sade desk uh last week's podcast um. was called What Does Sade Drive and we've had quite a response to this one I sort of feel like there should have we've been a uh, jingle here or something but i haven't yeah uh, there's there's, there's been
1: some Sade characters who've got in touch <laughs> with us
0: oh, <laughs> oh. There's, there's. so <laughs> sorry sorry almost as soon as the podcast went up last week a chap uh, calling himself v max on youtube stuck a comment on our uh, youtube channel under the podcast there he said i nearly accidentally killed sade back in the early 90s i, w- I was at the traffic light of a pelican crossing <laughs> on the opposite side of the road to harrods the pedestrian light went red so you know you're about to get green for the cars so i popped my mark III super turbo into gear ready to go <laughs> The traffic light then went green, and I started to go, at which point Sade jumped into the road from the central reservation in an attempt to quickly walk across. I had to slam the anchors on hard. OK, I only actually travelled about a metre, but it was still dramatic <laughs> when I saw who it was. That's brilliant. I want to know how much boost he'd built oh, up as well. I imagine there was... Sh- yeah. Oh, that thing would have
1: been sneezing like Absolutely a
0: Absolutely. Hissing like an old-fashioned kettle. <laughs> to, and then
1: like an industrial revolution steam train
0: so uh that doesn't really answer the question what does sharde drive but i thought it's a good start it's like oh people, people she's a risk got... taker this yeah well it Sade. tells us i think that's what that's our takeaway from here this. here's what we can glean from that is that uh she was in london in the early 90s at some point <laughs> and um that she she is capable of walking often in a quite a risky way but yeah she's a risk taker so that's that's that actually now you've raised it is going to be pertinent to what's coming up Um, The next thing We got an email From a chap called Mark James Who said Hi Richard and Johnny I remember While waiting At a bus stand At Centrepoint In London Back in the late 80s I saw Sade Glide past In a Mercedes C123 Which I think Was either Bronze or silver Bloody hell Yes Yes Now that Yes So that's a solid lead And Very Sade I think Sade always Sade hates a B pillar. Why would she why would she have a B pillar? Yeah. She
1: always would go for a pillarless or a or a convertible, wouldn't she? Yeah.
0: Well also, if my memory of the Sade biography is correct, she didn't have kids at this point, so she's not gonna why would she have a saloon or an estate? She's just she's gonna go coop and um Of course she is. So that's good. So late eighties as well, but that's the thing, it's also she's not been too flash. Because we know she's quite a private person and she likes to keep a low profile, so she's not gone one, two, four, which would have been the contemporary mid-size yeah. Mercedes coupe at the time. She's she's gone a bit old school, but still tasteful, stylish, good. It continues. Mike Fadian on YouTube left a comment: "I work with a lady who recounts seeing Sade at the peak of her popularity buying flowers, dressed head to toe in white." Getting out of a white Mercedes SL. Oh my gosh, <sighs> that's
1: textbook. Please tell me that a few doves flew into the, <laughs> <of> the <period. laughs>
0: Absolutely, yeah, she was only buying... in slow motion. She was just buying the flowers, white flowers to tear the petals off and throw them in the air in slow motion. Just it's yeah, it's perfect and so eighties.
1: Because well, when you when you sing uh, so many hits that are quite slow songs smooth slow songs Mm. maybe everything has to be in your life backed off Mm. everything is slow yeah
0: well maybe (sighs) that's it that's why she
1: always has a creamy auto
0: box in a mercedes it's probably only a 280 or a 300 sl as well because you don't need she doesn't she she doesn't need aggressive kick down don't need to go ragging around um now that comment by Mike Fadian Was replied to by someone called Hip Finds uh, Who replied with weird I was in a high end department store And she walked past dressed all in white uh, So just That's a little brilliant. bit of extra Sade dressed in white So here's where we're at so far Okay guys hey uh, Sade's a Mercedes Kind of woman uh, 123 Coupe that. SL I'm guessing 107 SL Because it's sort of height of her popularity Said yes, so, yes, again, great, tasteful. More information comes in from uh, Grant Chalinor, who says, Years ago, I was working for a company on New Cavendish Street in Marylebone, in London. One day, circa 2003, Charday pulled up and parked outside our office. At the time, I think Mark Lamar had an office in the same building as our company. I don't know if she was meeting him. You know, well, oh. we'll never know, but. And here's the important oh information. She stepped yeah. out of a silver-coloured Mercedes Estate. She'd gone estate. She'd gone estate. Well, it's 2003 now. I think okay. she'd had a, a child by then. Okay, so she's gone okay. practical, but she stayed brand loyal. She stayed brand loyal. So, I love this. So
1: I cannot believe the astute nature and the the, the, the the eagerness for detail from the listeners
0: and the um, podcast. It gets better people stick with it we're forming a picture of a mercedes loyalist she loves also peak era mercedes she loves a solid merc now obviously this is 2003 she's getting out of a silver colored mercedes estate but what we know about her she's rocking a one two three in the late 80s i'm gonna say this is a one two four i don't think she's gone any Uh, newer even in the early 2000s because she's probably like like the circular headlights didn't like the palpable loss of build quality She's read that you know, once they used to spend eight to ten years developing a car, they've slashed their development times, and it's caused corner cutting and cost cutting. And she doesn't like that. So let's let's no, think of this silver coloured Mercedes that uh, Grant saw sort her of getting out of is a one two four. But then we have a tweet from Steve Brisbane. He says, "Just heard the podcast. Ooh. Worked at Golders Green BMW dealer. Sade had two five series tourings. I only dealt with one in silver." Five three five or five two five, I think. Okay, so my here, so my takeaway from
1: this is my prediction that she was going to go for quite tropical colours mm. was was in fact incorrect. Yeah, um, she likes to hide in plain sight yeah. with a quality product. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's interesting. Doesn't she she's gone Stuttgart yeah. to Munich. She's done the old pivot. <laughs> but touring, but she's, touring because retaining she's, the practicality, which is interesting. Yeah bloody love that about Sade. But then, it seems there's been another practicality pivot. I'll read you an excerpt oh. from an interview she gave to the Sunday Times in January 2010. Rich, how long have you spent researching this in the last week? I'll be honest, yesterday morning was kind of taken up with more Sade than I expected, compiling some of this. <laughs> so, 2010, interview the Sunday Times. Uh, the journalist writes, outside on the drive, this is Sade's drive is her boxy old Volvo estate which she traded for her vintage BMW after she had Illa that's her daughter now I think sometimes vintage I think sometimes newspaper feature writers uh, if they don't know a lot about cars they tend to cut a little bit fast and loose and get things wrong vintage BMW I'm willing to say that that was just maybe an old BMW and that would tally with the uh, with the 5 Series Tourings that she um, yes she got she got she went five series touring into Volvo Estate. Now, we don't know which Volvo Estate. She's not going to go 240, though. It's too fun. I know. A little bit of extra Sade information in the <clears throat> Sunday Times piece. It says that her stylist, video director and friend, Sophie Muller, used to say that behind the wheel, Sade drove like an immature man in a woman's body. Oh, she's she's careless. She's rapid. Well, the road crossing story would suggest, you know, risk taker, but also a bit yeah. of a bit of a, a tillersmith, perhaps.
1: <laughs> this is just remarkable. But it's getting more complicated. This is no, remarkable. No, just, like, oh, I've got, like a whole sort of going. like Beautiful
0: Mind kind of wall of with bits of string connecting things because oh. there's an article from the Daily Mail, March 2012, that says neighbours now speak of her trundling around in a 10-year-old Mercedes to visit the local garden centre. Now, that that's 2012. S- is this so, Gloucestershire? Yeah. So I think, well, now it's the Daily Mail, so it's probably all bollocks but is it is it possible she's got the old merc estate and she's got the volvo estate because she is quite well off. she's got her she's she's
1: she's very well she off could apparently. have a multi-car fleet has she got a garden center car oh she kept the old of merc all the for the people, garden center because it's not worth because remember th- there's enough money for her to think well it only costs me 1500 quid a year to just do a few mot jobs yeah and i like it and it it, I can get shitloads of peat and yucca trees in it, so just
0: stick with it. Yeah, yeah, and then that's amazing. You know, then but then the, you haul the kid kids around in in the sort of nicer, more modern, safer car. And yeah, it's a good strategy. You no, know, absolutely, it's, 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 it's uh, admirable. However, then we get fresh information in, and this all gets a bit gets a bit more complicated now. Jonathan Harper on Twitter says, "Hello, I've seen Sade's car. It's a Land Rover Defender. Brackets old school." And her Gloucestershire cottage is actually a massive farm in a beautiful valley near Stroud. Now, I called out Jonathan on this. I oh, said, okay. look, we've got, we've got some intel in already that's suggesting not Defender, no. We've got other cars in the mix. And this feels like Sade is erring towards um, a premium brand estate car. But he says, yes, there was definitely a 110 parked outside the house in fairly posh spec. Though I think her mum lives within the same estate... ...so maybe Sade had a white Testarossa parked out of sight... ...and it was her mum's. <laughs> we'll dispute the Testarossa... ...but yes, there's, this is, you know... ...maybe the Defender is somebody else's... Perhaps it was the gardeners, who knows. Sean Turk then leaves a comment on YouTube... ...with some extra intel... ...about the Volvo. She had a P3 XC70 for many years... ...it came to the Volvo garage in Gloucester... ...I worked at many times... Her husband always wanted any work it needed doing as cheaply as possible.
1: So, so, so she had an XC70. I did XC70. think if she lived in the, if she lived in Gloucestershire, rural Gloucestershire, an XC. I can't, I can't see her in a Defender. No,
0: I but, I, I but can't. maybe. I mean, it's too manual for her. I think so. I think that's a red
1: herring. <clears throat> I think. Uh, I reckon that was someone doing um, tree surgery. Yeah, at the time. or it's
0: her partner. You know, her, it could be her partner's car. He he might prefer a slightly you know more rough and ready thing but I think Sade is a premium estate kind of lady and this is, is borne out now by a chap called Tim Smith who emailed in and said years ago around 2007 I was very much in a motorbike phase using one all year round I'd become a suitably salty rider who was not averse to giving a bad driver a good shouting act from inside a helmet <laughs> salty. <and leathers."> yeah <laughs> he says I realize how bad that sounds but let's move on One day, while traversing a badly thought-out diversion in a pretty Cotswold town, I found myself in a small traffic jam. As I made my way to the front of the queue, I realised that side of things was being held up by a large, badly-placed XC70. The driver was refusing to mount a very small bank which would have solved the quagmire. Feeling the righteousness of every single biker inside of me boil out of my mouth, I shouted, ''Just get up the bank, it's a bloody off-roader!'' Only to have the small, finely proportioned face of Sade shout back, oh, very clever. Oh, my God. In conclusion, Sade liked an XC70 then. I bet she has an XC90 now, he says. <laughs> I've got
1: to say, she, 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 she's um, she's calm, but feisty, yeah. in a
0: strange way. Yeah. So. Well wow. Well, I think that's our most wow. solid lead. She is not an easy listening driver. No. It seems. Although, as I messaged you the day, after we, we recorded the last podcast and we were talking about Sade, I went out in the car for quite a bit and I stuck some Sade on <laughs> and I tell you yeah. what it's very conducive to sort of gentle economical driving Hypermiling Sade should release a hypermiling album yeah super super casual jazz
1: for economical I, driving I, I, I did we, when you sent me that message I started listening to a bit of Sade as well what have we become I know it's bizarre isn't it anyway, what on
0: earth look we have to get to the climax of this what does Sade drive research because I was quite set then. I was like, she's got an XC70. She may have an old Merck estate as well. She's dallied with BMW 5 Series tourings. Well, we're forming a picture of uh, a lady who likes a quality estate car and probably runs it for a long time, gets her money's worth out of it. She's not frivolous. She's quite low-key. Mm-hmm. It all fits. <clears throat> but then we had an email from Ian Miles. Oh. And the information in it shocked me to the core. Speak. Ian says, hi guys, I've just listened to your recent podcast featuring, amongst other things, Sade. I live in Stonehouse in Gloucestershire, and she lives a few miles away. I own an auto parts store in Stonehouse, and I have often served Helen, brackets, Sade. She owns a dark maroon red Mazda RX-8. What? And buys top quality two-stroke oil to put in it. Her husband slash boyfriend did the sewn adapter kit conversion to enable it to have an oil reserve rather than pre-mixing it with petrol. She's knowledgeable (laughs) about it. What? It was she that explained this to me when I first questioned why she was putting two-stroke in her car. You were right on two accounts in your podcast. One, yes, she still looks beautiful. And two, she is indeed very private and probably won't do an interview for you. Kind regards, Ian. Now, I thought Ian was taking the piss. I thought... I can't believe, after all we've learned about Sade, that she's got a Mazda RX-8. And what I thought, I know what's going on here. The- I'm on to you, Miles. You're building up to a Wankel rotary engine-based smooth operator gag. So I challenged Ian on this. I said, I, I can't tell if you're joking or not. Ian replied... I'm being totally serious. She's been coming to my shop for 10 years or so. Stonehouse Auto Parts. It's on a petrol station forecourt, bridge service station. She's well known to the girls that serve in there. She's always really polite and most people don't realise who she is. My- the master conversation was about five years ago, but I have seen her filling it up quite a few times since. I remembered the conversation because I've been flogging car parts for years and hadn't heard about adding two-stroke to rotary engines. If I recall correctly, her husband-slash-boyfriend was insistent that she remembered to keep the oil topped up. (laughs) She may also own a Defender or other 4x4, as we are out in the sticks, and I don't think the NRX8 is renowned for its snow-travelling capabilities. I hope this solves any confusion.
1: I can't... I'm struggling to believe that this... So she's a a rotary enthusiast Mm. who understands the intricacies...
0: Uh, first of all, amazed. Ian swears, and he absolutely swears, hand on heart, and on his business, that it's all legit. But I looked up this sewn adapter kit conversion, and it's a thing for RX8. I love this. It's. I mean, it's. it's, it's the last thing isn't isn't I was it? expecting you to. I say. know. Well, it is quite. It's, it's quite. Um, yeah, it's quite quite startling. But I think, in conclusion, last week we asked what does Sade drive? She may still have a Volvo XC70 for more practical means. But Sade drives a Mazda RX 8. Bloody hell. With some choice. Um... With a thoughtful modification to keep the famously tricky rotary engine in good fettle. An oil
1: thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That is so, so niche, Rich. I was not expecting. I mean, thanks to all of you guys, the, the, the people that listen to this bloomin' podcast, for being so astute. And taking part in the the chats, one flippant comment about maybe Sade driving some sort of like slinky Merc. and look what it's look what it's done. I'd actually made We've another an-
0: note before after we finished recording last week um i and I went off for a drive listening to Sade, I'd changed my <laughs> mind because i said um I said she'd probably got a legacy outback, and I feel like actually I wasn't in retrospect now I wasn't wrong because she does like a low key estate car. Yeah, but I'd made a note. I thought, I wonder if she's into horses because she lives out in the sticks, and it feels like it's quite horsey country. So I was thinking she's mm. got one of those Discovery threes that's absolutely full of straw. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's got like those plastic overcovers on the front seats, so you can you can get into it when your clothes are covered in Christ knows what. But then I'd also made a note. I was like, what would Charlotte have for weekends and high days and holidays? exotic and sleek and i'd written down Citroen sm but that would be amazing but sm's good yeah but as it stands here we are we now have actual solid information so i feel like what if her rx8 is um, is auto oh i hope not no no
1: but because i had her down as a strictly auto box two pedal girl but maybe i'm just grossly wrong mm. Well, um, I had no idea we'd be talking so much about SAID. We'll, we'll, um, well, we'll
0: draw a line under this now. We, we, we don't want to become Britain's leading car and Sade podcast. Apart from the else, it feels like uh, Sade herself would be slightly horrified to be discussed so much. But that said, if you are Sade and you want to get in touch and just uh, set us straight on exactly what the current Sade fleet consists of, then um, Smith at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we would.
1: Yeah, But otherwise we're we'll...
0: And any other famous people who
1: drive around in ordinary motors, I'm <laughs> not saying an RX-8 with aftermarket mods is ordinary, <laughs> but you know what I mean. And all, the other thing is, if she's still got the RX-8, the trouble is with those cars is they're worth about 600 quid, even when they're nice.
0: I know. that's. I mean, that might be Britain's last working RX-8, because where have they all gone? Well, they've all
1: been scrapped for their interiors. The engines have blown up, and all people use the shell and put a, an LS motor in it. Oh, or, yeah, And it ends up getting, turning into a bit of a Frankenstein. Mm. But I bet she's knocking on... If Mazda's listening to this, uh, Mazda PR, I think you need to... Seriously, accelerate the R&D of the next Wankel and Sade could be a shakedown driver. Yeah. I think it would be amazing. Yeah. A Sade shakedown. (laughs) Of
0: course. There we go. She's famously private. It could be that she's actually been assisting Mazda with the development of their rotary-engined cars for years and we just don't know about it. That's why she doesn't put out albums very often. She's constantly having to pop over to Hiroshima to do a bit more track work in a prototype. (laughs) Spot her at the airport. Are you touring Japan? No.
1: No. Um, no 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 i'm um, doing a drip feed oil conversion yeah, on a couple of other the, very very highly strung come
0: to talk to the engineers about stars. uh
1: rotor tip seals again yeah i uh, i mean this is just bloody hell rich this is amazing well there and we that's, go. Case i love doing sort of this of i love i love finding out this stuff but i also like sharing it it did set me thinking about other famous rx8 if there had been any but i don't i mean so does anybody know of any i mean we've talked about it you know, rock stars, famous people driving fairly low key cars before. Robert Plant with his um Audi. Oh yeah. A A A eight. Um and did he have a it had a couple of Passats, I think. <laughs> somebody <laughs> did somebody once. did somebody did <gasps> mess Yeah, somebody messaged us after that podcast and said i know exactly where he lives um i might have delivered a parcel to him and yeah he he does have quite a few toothy passats kicking about and you're like this is great brilliant robert plant's (laughs) Passat.'
0: well yeah Yeah. okay so i mean if if you are interested in dropping us a line um about that uh, massive stars in ordinary cars feels like it's probably quite fertile ground but um don't go to any trouble um this is probably a good time though to um bring things uh, back to the ground by deploying the enormous parachute above the light aircraft of this podcast absolutely bring it down
1: gently but with a destroyed um fuselage the roof
0: is absolutely ruined now it's scrap uh before we go i have three things to tell you uh one johnny has a solo youtube channel called the late break show upon which there are many excellent videos uh including one i just watched that uh, that remarkable hoarding chap who really just needs to throw some of those cars away but um <laughs> I, I won't tell him that he's got some amazing stuff amazing yeah uh two uh I've got loads of books out but this week I'm going to plug somebody else's book because um, a a friend of mine called Philippa has written about her time on the road with the Top Gear live show doing sort of behind the scenes expose the book's called Off Road with Clarkson Hammond and May behind the scenes of their rock and roll world tour Uh, and it's out last week brilliant so uh, there we go i'm plugging other people's books now as it turns out uh, and the third thing i have to tell you is that in 1982 gary larson drew a far side cartoon in which the cluster of defensive spikes on a dinosaur's tail was referred to as the Thagomizer, after the late thag simmons it was a joke but at the time there was no actual word for those spikes so paleontologists started using the one from the cartoon and now the official name for the spiky bit of clustered spikes on a dinosaur's tail in scientific ter- circles is the phagomizer. What? Yeah, so scientists now use a word that Gary Larson made up for a Far Side cartoon because they didn't have an actual word of their own. Bloody hell. So. Really are. <laughs> that's all I have Brilliant. to say about that one. And so we should probably stop speaking. Thank you ever so much for listening. And we will do all of this again, same time next week, hopefully with a bit less Chardet for a change.
1: I think we'll have to back off on the Chardet. I think we're going to have to, we'll run a leaner Sade mixture. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: think <laughs> just okay. a little bit back, obviously. Yeah. Lean it off on the old yeah. Sade. Uh So until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.